the Vision Pro's cameras, and privacy. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MacVoices50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. The Mac Voices Live panel takes a good hard look at how Apple is going to handle access to the Vision Pro's many cameras and how it might affect privacy. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. So the, the chat room is encouraging us to move on, but I have to say I've I've learned a bit here. I mean, I have not been using hashtags, and I don't think I've used Mastodon sufficiently to to come to the conclusions Eric did. So thank you for sharing that, Eric. I'm gonna to have to start using more hashtags and see and, and also not just for posting, but also for you wow. know, trying to filter the incoming information. So and very interesting. Very interesting. Um, the next one uh, is something Jim brought um, to us um, regarding the Vision Pro and how they're locking down the the camera access. Um, I just put a link in our show in in the show notes, and and this you know I like I like this Jim because if I remember correctly, uh, the Google Glass I mean that was one of the things that people actively disliked is that they felt like they were being constantly tracked or watched and they couldn't be sure how it was being done. So, you know, you get in an elevator, somebody's wearing Google Glass. Is it is it streaming you? Is it recording you? What is it? And here it, it looks like Apple has learned from that lesson and has very much locked things down. Well, Apple's, you know, I'm not sure they learned needed Google to, you know, they're very privacy conscious Anyway, um, yeah, and I, I think that I think this nine to five thing, as if I recall, should probably look at it again. You know, the blanket banning thing I think applies to unmodified iPhone and, and iPad apps. Sounds like uh, you'll be able to write Vision Pro apps that then would have access to the camera, but they'll they'll have specific, um, you know. The, you know where the user has to be very explicit about you know here's what I'm allowing. So maybe if you're in the elevator with somebody uh, with one of these swim goggles on, you still have to be worried. Uh, you know a thing that I just learned about yesterday that you know I guess maybe it was they mentioned it the first day. I don't know if all of you have heard about this. Did you know that this, this thing is tracking the eyes of all the people in the room with you when you're wearing this? I, I didn't catch that till yesterday. Um, and, and there's actually a couple of good reasons for that. Um, but it's still like, it's, it's kind of creepy and it's kind of amazing. And it's, uh, so a, the couple of the two things I heard about of why it does that is one is let's say you're sitting there watching, you know, looking at a spreadsheet or you're watching a movie. So you've got, you know, the room that you're in, you know, uh, or maybe you don't, but you know, you've got this opaque thing that you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Now, say somebody walks into the room and looks at you, but they are, you know, behind this opaque, you know, fake thing, right? So you won't know they're there because they're behind this opaque thing. But it's noticing, it's got its cameras, and it's like there's a person that's looking at you. And what it's going to do is it's going to punch a hole in that opaque thing and show you that person. 
so they can't sneak up on you and you don't know they're there. Um, so it's actually, you know, looking, you know, and seeing, oh, there's eyes looking and they're using AI to figure out where, you know, that there's eyes and where they are and it's going to show it to you. The other thing is the thing where your eyes are visible to people around you. I'm sure you all heard about that. And you may have see, heard, which I did also, that wherever those that person is, they will see the eyes from the correct perspective. Did you hear all that? Mm-hmm. But did you yeah. realize that that is not some passive thing? That's actually active. And it's seeing their eyes and it's this display shows different things in different directions. They call it a lenticular display. And if it sees, oh, there's an eye over here, it will show the correct eye image to that person. And if they move around or if there's multiple people, it will be showing. So if there's no person there, it's not going to point an image to them. It's only if it sees that there is a person, then it will generate that image, um, which is amazing. It also makes me wonder like how expensive all this is. And if you made, you know, one of these that didn't have that front display, you know, could we knock $500 off the price? I don't know. Um, yeah, but Jim, but, it sounds like that's something that potentially could compromise the experience. And that's, that's where I always, well, I, you know, I think they're going to have, they're going to have to have the cameras anyway and all that other stuff. So you're not going to save that, but how much does a lenticular display that, that, you know, can display a multiple directions cost. Um, also a lot, you know, I would think a lot. Yeah. And, and, and also, you know, if I'm, if I'm using this, like say I'm sitting at a workstation and maybe I'm designing a 3d part or something, you know, using this, I I don't care if anybody can see my eyes. I don't need to, you know, so I'll bet eventually, you know, there will be, you know, a budget model that won't have that because, you know, it's probably a significant cost and there's applications where it won't be needed. And, you know, yeah. I'm not saying I'm sorry they did it It's or that they shouldn't have done it in the first one, but I'm just thinking that down the road, maybe not everyone will have it. I think I'd be more concerned about somebody wearing these or Google glasses and just walking into a room full of people. Yeah. That's just, I'm sorry. That's just weird. Yeah. You know, if, if there's and not, so- if, if there's not a, a legitimate reason or a medical reason to, to, to wear these when you walk into an entire room of people, I just think that's rude. Um, okay. But why is it more rude than just holding your phone up or, you know, now you can get little cameras in your hat, you know, that's no, that that's, it's not about the cameras. It, it, it's about, no, you've okay. got this, this big thing on your Physical. face that you're mm-hmm. walking around in and, you know, you're in a room full of people, but you're not interacting with any of them. So why are you even in the room full of people? Why, why even bother? Uh, you know, but, but guy, think about, think about the way we see people use iPads as, you know, as, as cameras mm-hmm. and actually, and I was, yeah, but the, the iPad is, is like, basically when somebody walks up to you, you can just kind of drop the iPad to the side and, and actually interact with them. But with something like Google Glasses or something like the, this this big, huge thing that's on your face, it's like, I really don't want to interact with you, but you're kind of forcing the issue, so here we are. And the fact that, that chances are, if you're in a room full of people and you're wearing this, people know that those aren't your real eyes. 
that's there on the display, that that's a digital representation of your face. And it, it just seems like it's, it's just, I, I, I can't think of anything but, but rude. Why, why would you do that? If you're going into a room full of people, then interact with those people. I mean, we've gotten to the well, point now where everyone is so engrossed in, in their electronic devices that, that we don't know how to talk to people uh, you know, but uh, well, you could say the same thing for Google Glass, though. Of course, it you wasn't. Could. It it wasn't obtru- as as intrusive, but it was still there. And of course, being tech people, you know, the only we would go to places where tech people were wearing these things, mm-hmm. and so we all knew what it was doing, or what at least it was capable of doing. And, yeah, and the that's... people wearing them acquired a nickname. What was that nickname, Chuck? <laughs> glass holes yeah yeah well, I, you know i never i never saw somebody walking around i mean i only saw a google glass one time and you know it was at a conference and everybody was looking at it i got to wear it for five ten minutes but you no know, you know people there wasn't anybody you know walking around like you know i'm just walking around normal with my my google glasses i i you know i i, I don't think anybody here would disagree with what you're you're saying guy that that would be rude um you know a you know, um, people do rude things. Uh, you know, I've seen people do rude things. This will be uh, yet another rude thing that occasionally you will see. Uh, I, you know, I think you're right that most people will agree with you, think it's rude. And that will, you know, socially, you know, most people will respond to that cue by not doing it. Um, and the people that Oops. will not respond to that cue, uh, they're, they're almost certainly doing other rude things all the time anyway. You know, there's people that get up too close in your face and, you know, that's rude. And, you know, well, I'm six, six, so yeah. they can't get up that high. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty rude line. right there. <laughs> Brian, you bring up though a really, really good point that we're already, we already see some of this maybe in a little different fashion, but it, it's already out there. And, and we're all guilty of it too. Every single one of us here. Yeah. Just thinking, you know, how often have we gone, you know, out to a restaurant? you know, by ourselves with significant others, families, and we look around and we see entire families all kind of glued to their phones, you know, and you're out to dinner with one another, but not so much. (laughs) No. I mean, you may as well be in separate cars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that may be a, that may be a plus. You're assuming that's a negative, Uh, you know, there's some family situations. You've chosen, you've chosen to, to have a meal with a group of people and you're you're not really you and probably everybody else at the table are, are really not participating. The only time that uh, anybody talks to one another is when everyone's trying to decide what uh, common uh, uh, before meal appetizer that you're all going to get. You know, and it, it's it's this. I, I don't think that this practice has made society any better at all. That that we've we've gone backwards. That that social media has has isolated us from from one another in a way that I don't think was anticipated. And it's it's it, you take it to the nth degree, and I think it's kind of frightening. But okay. as far as as far as this technology goes, uh, especially for somebody in mm-hmm. uh, my current position, what I'm kind of looking forward to is uh, what what kind of enhanced vision applications are we going to see from something like this? Uh, currently mm-hmm. when I drive, I have to have, you know, great big convex mirrors on the right side of my car so that I can see 
cars that are over there. And when I'm in a group, when I'm in a big group of people and somebody speaks to me on my right, I'm almost always startled because I'm not aware that they're there. Whereas something like not necessarily uh, what, what Apple is providing it because it's, it's probably overkill mm-hmm. for something like this, but something that would let people with limited vision or, or mono vision be able to see more of, of what's going on around them. And that's, that's kind of what I'm really looking forward to. And I'm kind of glad that Apple is in the forefront of this because their past participation in creating health applications and, and ways for people to use their technology that, you know, 10 years before they wouldn't have been able to for one reason or another, uh, it's, it's very encouraging. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in the future with this. But the whole, the whole thing where, you know, you're walking around and you've got a digital representation of your two eyes so that people don't think mm-hmm. you're ignoring them when that's really exactly what it is that you're doing is, is just, is, is just not something I, you know, I, I couldn't really understand why Apple spent as much time as they did when they were talking about that. Other than well, that, like, hey, look, look, look what we, we haven't, do. we haven't seen it yet. So yeah, you yeah. Know, it may be that it's going. a lot better than you think it is. Well, I hope so. Um, we, well, don't, and, we just don't know yet. And this is a first gen product. I mean, in fact, yeah. right now we're we're not even at first gen. We're still at, at you know maybe well, it's, it's not even high level. alpha. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, that's it. It's it's somewhere between alpha and beta, and you know, and we every but every single use use person out there has their favorite use case, and no, absolutely no disrespect intended, guy, but you know. Everybody's going to say, well, if it would just do this, if it would just do that, it will, it'll Mm -hmm. get there. It's just a matter of which, you know, which use case gets priority, probably based on, you know, how many people will pay for it. And I'm going to use that as a segue um, because I got to put this in here, but uh, to shoot, I lost it. Um, Apple uh, buys enterprise focused AR headset firm Mira which I think is a very interesting thing because, you know, maybe they're not just, maybe they're going after a different headset market that is a bit more enterprise and won't have to have all the, the whiz bang features that we're seeing here, but maybe whoever said it, you know, if you, if you're working on designing a new widget, you may not need all those other features, but there may be features that are enterprise level that I'm, I'm not experienced enough to know what they would be. But you know these people obviously do because they've at least they've they've developed the market to the point that Apple was interested enough to buy them. Well, I mean there there is there is definitely going to be some future in the enterprise with these types of glasses. I I don't mm-hmm. have any experience with them, even though I work in in an enterprise uh, company. So, but yeah, I I I can see a future for this. I I. I I, I see what this mirror does. They, you know, they're using it for, you know, Universal Studios and and other mm-hmm. t- type of amusement places. But, um, but those are business. But uh, could there be an application here in the future? You know, for in in in, in any company business, uh, th- definitely definitely it's out there. There's there's definitely things you could uh, see that that could happen. And maybe we just hit on I, I, the part of the explanation that some of these features will be subsets, right? That there'll be a you know a, a vision engineering and a vision artist and a vision writer, or something that you know has features unique to that particular 
particular disciplines, sort of like the way maybe we have programs now. Mira may have some technology that's not even announced that, um, you know, Apple's buying them for that technology. Yeah. Um, hey, we have still have stuff I want to definitely get to, um, but I want to throw this in um, just almost as a public service announcement that um, Eve Systems, who you probably know from smart home devices, high quality smart home devices, mm-hmm. has been acquired by a company called ABB um, out of Zurich. Um, so that and, and I believe that the uh, one of the pieces I saw on it said they have um, Eve has 50 people. Uh, ABB has 105,000. So, small discrepancy. I'm, well, a little. I, you know, I mean, I think it's really interesting, you know, and I'd, I'd love to know more details about why, but it, so far it looks like they're going to just let Eve continue to do their thing. And hopefully that'll, that'll continue because they do such great products. So, but if you're, if you have an Eve system or Eve hardware, you probably want to pay a little little bit of attention to any notices you get from yeah. them. This purchase makes sense. It does make sense. When, when, when you look at what ABB does, um, th- this mm-hmm. is totally a, um, um, a good fit. Um, and as long as they stick with what they're saying, which is that Eve gets to run at, as if it's, it's an independent company, I don't see any problem here and they they will probably be able to do even more because now they'll have more money available to them. Right. Maybe. I I am. Yeah. Sorry, Ben, go. Sorry. I am slightly concerned. A few years ago, there was a very similar uh, buyout of iDevices by a much larger company. Uh, by Hubble. Everybody thought it would be just iDevices getting more resources from this much larger company. However, the effects to that merger have been mostly negative with most uh, Most of the product development with a devices having stopped or gone mostly away from Apple devices. In um, favor of the company's other devices? Uh, Google Assistant. Yeah. Uh, that type of thing. I, I have to know, I would have to know more about ABB's plans here. Are they basically getting them for the balance sheet or do they have mutually beneficial plans? I mean, when August was Mm -hmm. acquired by God, I can't pronounce the name of them, but the same people that uh, own uh, Yale locks that actually turned out to be a pretty good merger, uh, because there's cross-pollination between the two divisions. But, like I said, it's I have to know kind of more of the plan here. If they truly just are going to leave Eve alone and give them more resources, that is a good thing. 
However, when you have a company this big, they do tend to try to take over and bring these smaller companies into their corporate culture, which tends to, in many cases, be quite different. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by HelloFresh. Visit HelloFresh.com slash MacVoices50 and use the code MacVoices50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Looking for a way to make meal prep easier and more fun, not to mention good? HelloFresh wants you to have it all, free time and fresh tasty food. That's why they take care of the meal planning and deliver the ingredients so that everything you need to whip up a delicious meal arrives right at your door. Featuring high-quality proteins, fresh produce, and plans for many lifestyles, HelloFresh delivers ingredients that travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days for quality you can taste. And taste is what it's all about when it comes to your meals. I could tell you about why I enjoy HelloFresh, and I have been. But I could also tell you that I hear from listeners, viewers, and friends who have tried it and wish they had found it sooner. Don't be one of those. Give HelloFresh a try right now and look forward to dinner time. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MacVoices50 and use the code MacVoices50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash MacVoices50 and use the code MacVoices50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Thanks to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, for supporting this week's Mac Voices. Ben, I'm with you. I mean, I, I guess I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here as you were talking, thinking about Ring being acquired by Amazon. And, you know, how, whether you like Ring or not, or think that, you know, that their products are for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amazon for a long time did leave them alone. But then there was the the, the security camera company whose name, I'm sorry, I just cannot remember, that just sort of disappeared in, into Amazon, never to be heard from again. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody can blink, remember the name. Uh, I think you're blink. right. I think it was Blink. Yeah. Blink is still what, making what a lot of really good blink cameras. Is, uh, I've got I've got Blink system in my yeah, house. They definitely haven't disappeared. Okay. Yeah. Well, are they but are they yeah, the ones we're talk, it, that I'm thinking about? Well, is it's that? a security camera company that Google bought. No, Another um, example would, I'm Amazon, not Google, uh, I mean, Amazon. Amazon, Amazon, I meant inside my head, I was saying Amazon, and Eero would be another, that's another company that, uh, that Amazon, Amazon seems to have left them pretty alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ring I mean, as well. Yeah. Hmm? What, what, Dave? Ring as well? Yeah, Ring. Um, I mean. They've, they've, Zappos? Yeah. So, right. I mean. Maybe Amazon buying you is not a bad thing. Well, I mean, Amazon does have a tech focus. ABB is not a tech company. They they are a smart home company. They're they're all about smart homes and smart home integrations. Oh. Okay, I'm seeing a link here. Uh, Amazon discontinuing cloud cams for Blink mini cameras on December 2nd. (laughs) Yeah, I I was going to say, I thought they were, I, I thought they had kind of oh, they were on the way out and and sort of since we're on this path um the logitech has decided to discontinue blue even yeah. though it looks like the, the models are still going to be there they're just going to be renamed yeah that just sucks i know yeah why would you give up an, a, a name that is as good in audio as blue but they are 
So, yeah, changes guys, and changes. Yep. Other things I wanted to get to, but but I think there's one big one, and this is a little bit difficult because it's such an evolving story, and that's Reddit. And and I definitely wanted to see what everybody's feelings were here. Um, from what I understand right now, as as we record this, a whole lot of the subreddits have either gone dark or gone private. The company allegedly is trying to set itself up for an IPO, and that's being blamed on it a lot. Meanwhile, they've suddenly raised their their fees. One thing I'm not clear on is if there were any fees to start with, or if, and if they're just implementing outrageous ones, or if they've just raised the price on their APIs to the point that some of the third-party clients for Reddit are saying we just can't afford it. Apollo being the most notable. Do, do we have any heavy Reddit 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 users here? No, I don't use very often. No, I got banned a long time ago. Screw those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Should we but, ask why, Jeff? Oh, sure. I'm happy to share why. Um, on many of the forums, on some of the forums on Reddit, they there are. Um, Kind of a power hungry uh, board mods or subreddit mods. And if one of them takes a disliking to you for any reason, um, they just, they just screw you over. And because they can, because they can. Mm -hmm. And years ago, someone on one of the Apple forums asked uh, a question and I answered it and included a link to a, um, uh, an online article that had more information to help them out. And the, uh, the, one of the mods decided I was spamming and, uh, and then banned me, locked my account uh, system wide and sent me a message letting me know that I'm a horrible person because I'm a spammer. And if I try and do anything, uh, set up a new account, whatever, they will ruin my life. And I was like, seriously? But anyhow, uh, but I have I have a hypothesis on why uh, Reddit's doing what they're doing, and uh, and it's twofold. The first part is they they are working towards a um, uh, an IPO, and so they need to get the third party clients out of the way, um, and. This is a way to do it without without saying we're killing third party clients. The other thing is, it's it's no secret that OpenAI and other uh, companies doing generative LLM systems scraped the crap out of uh, out of Reddit for content, and uh, and Reddit wants to get money for that, mm-hmm. so set up a, a pricing scheme that maybe only those uh, those high-end LLM systems mm-hmm. can afford to pay. Yeah. Uh, the other thing here, um, and Jeff is completely correct on his parts, uh, the one thing they're discounting is, and the reason why we have the blackouts, uh, Reddit relies on a lot of community unpaid moderation. Why this is good for Reddit, well, 
they have essentially a bunch of unpaid actors who are moderating their platform and basically giving them both most of their content thusly why reddit basically owns the servers right now they don't control their own platform which yeah might seriously affect their ipo and i don't think their ceo seems to be quite aware of this Oh, I have a question about how this works. And keep in mind, I'm not a, I'm, I've visited Reddit occasionally, but I'm not there much at all. Mm-hmm. So Apollo is is one of the things. It's the it's the one that is brought up in every article that they mm-hmm. they apparently want to charge Apollo twenty million dollars or something. Okay, that sounds like a lot of money because it is, but. Then again, there are uh, the subreddits number in the the thousands mm-hmm. here, and I have to wonder because the one thing I haven't had anybody explain to me is or mention is okay. So how much is Apollo bringing in? Because Apollo seems to be the default. Everybody loves Apollo. So how much is Apollo bringing in versus what they would have to pay this alleged twenty million dollars back to uh, to Reddit fraction. Mm-hmm. Which is a fraction? Oh, I'm sorry. Apollo, the the revenue they're bringing in is a, a very small fraction of what they would have to pay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's the only question I've had about this deal because, uh, you know, one of the other things is that it looks like Apollo may have to go the way of some of our Twitter clients and say, hey, you know, if you want to help support us. Don't ask for a refund if we do indeed have to pull the plug on this, because otherwise they'll They've be... already pulled the plug, Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, already pulled oh, the plug. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Announced I it's June 30th. It's over. And they're already asking people yeah. to not sub- stop their subscriptions. And they opened a tip jar. Okay. So there you go. I, I was behind mm-hmm. on that one. So if if that's the case if if they were not making enough money then the, and the 20 million was unreasonable then oh, yeah it seems unreasonable <laughs> well dave if you don't have i mean again if you have thousands of subreddits and therefore you know hundreds of thousands of users if not more you know i have to ask what kind of money was being charged and and what the revenue stream was like going to apollo that and they were making the money back off of reddit off the back yeah. of reddit Mm-hmm. So, but I, but I think Jeff has it. You know, it's the large language model thing, and they want to. They have all that content that all their users have provided, and now Reddit's sort of saying, "Well, yeah, it's our content too, since it's on our platform, and therefore we we can control access to it." Mm-hmm. But they let this go for years. That's why I don't understand yeah. why why all the because they're trying to do an IPO. Yeah, they're trying to do an IPO and you know cash out and. Make billions. Same problems happening over at Stack Overflow. Well, similar problems. Uh, It's a dumpster fire just all the way around. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never really liked Reddit. So, I mean, I 
I'm, yeah. it's not going to affect me. And then spent now hearing the, the story from you, Jeff, I mean, it's, it's just obvious. It's, it's, it, it's like rogue out there. I mean, there's so many, it was so many crazy, uh, some reddits. I mean, I like Chuck would just spend some time looking through some of this stuff. It's like, why am I wasting my time with this? <laughs> well, if, if you went to the right ones or you got a link to the right article, there yeah. were a lot of times that I mean, some super knowledgeable people that were patching. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, I mean, I've seen, I've seen lots of, um, like you asked a question, like I, I had a question about uh, audio related question uh, with uh, the Surprise. new version of the, of the Mac. Yeah. Of the new, of the new Mac OS. And as it turned out, almost every single uh, link that I saw through Google was pointing to something on Reddit. So, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's basically the way I use it is, is if something comes up and there's some good information, I'll, I'll go and hit the link and, and read the information and then I go away. Yeah. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't spend any time on the platform. I mean, there's, there's pundits out there who just say, you know, they're just lurkers. That's all they do is read the reddits and subreddits, but don't participate. Don't, don't comment. Don't And I'm sure there's a lot of them like that out there mm -hmm. in Reddit that they don't, I'm sure they're not very happy about. Same thing's true on all the platforms. I'm Most of the platforms are like that. Yeah. The, um, Jeff, the one point I wanted to make, though, in response to your large language model thing was, and, and David saying, you know, they've been letting this go for years, that that content didn't have the same value it does now. Yeah. yeah. At least True. that we knew about, uh, you know, that, that there may have been those models in training years, years ago. But this this seems to be something we've suddenly become so aware of. Mm hmm. But you also have to wonder what what the quality of the training is on Reddit. What for moderators or um, people using the platform? No, for the Not, large language models. Oh, I, I think you could leave Reddit off of that, Chuck. Off that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jim. Let's go there for a second. So, <laughs> where if if you were going to train a large language model, where would you consider? What would you consider to be a high quality source uh, or, or corpus of mm. information? I'm not saying that there is one. Um, I just saw an article today that. Um, you know, people are, programmers are using large language models to write programs, and it has the same problem of hallucinating things that don't exist. And apparently, you know, one of the things it's doing is hallucinating um, frameworks and modules, you know, for programmers. And so they figured out that this is a potential security threat vector because uh, bad guys could go in and, you know, try this out and figure out, you know, what like chat GPT modules it's suggesting that don't exist and then create them so that people will, will in, embed them into their programs. And I think this is a, a real uh, likely scenario, especially for something like Node, which is so heavily based on packages. It's already a, a big problem that people are including, mm -hmm. you know, other pack software that they don't really know what it is. Well, this is going to make that even worse. But are they hallucinating? So, huh? Nothing. Go ahead. Sorry. Just, I got, I, I'm focusing on hallucinations for some reason. I don't know. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, information quality is, you know, that's a, a, a new looming 
huge problem that we're, you know, we're going to be faced with, you know, there's, there's no such thing as unpolluted information sources anywhere. Brittany, you're quiet during this discussion. And I'm curious as to what you would say about, you know, where you would want to, where you would want to train our large language model. Ooh, can't talk. I don't know where the right place is. There's so many, so many bad places that I can think of. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know the right place. I like, I like the idea that they have access to information on the internet, but then a lot of that is garbage. So I, it's a no, it's a no win situation, but there are bigger losers than others. Wow. And the problem is that garbage is going to start coming out of the LLMs and be put back onto the Internet where it will then be used as training data Mm -hmm. for the next generation of LLMs. Already happening. Um, You know, I see these marketing spammers that are like, oh, yeah, you can totally do this until until TikTok realizes I don't want to hear that anymore in the algorithm. But um, like, oh, yeah, you could totally have the thing. Write all your blog posts for you. I was like, oh, we are just feeding the crap machine. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but is this make that as literally as you'd like? Yeah, well, but it's an interesting problem. I mean, is that going to be part of what the large language models have to learn? Yes, that, you know that, that that's so, where the money is. Well, that's yeah, that's that's where the money is. But you know, it because Brett, if you say there's no really good place or you can't think of one, then is it part of the the, the programming that has to be done to say, hey, we we want to recognize that this is questionable based on its source or you could flag things let's pretend like we're not just setting it loose to learn the internet Mm -hmm. and we're instead choosing sources now you have the issue that some people will complain that they didn't choose the sources that were their particular point of view true or no let's see (laughs) and now you have a political debate in the other problem is that these LLMs are based on the, the model that, you know, this information is free for, you know, for their taking. So, you know, you know, you get what diff- you pay for. It's a problem, you get but what, that is a you, mm-hmm. you different get what problem. You, pay for. you know, if you want a high quality source, that's not going to be free, but, or cheap. you know, or, or volume. Cheap, but next time on Mac Voices, the panel continues their discussion of all the drama surrounding Reddit. That's next time on Mac Voices. We'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.